This is one guy that don't let no female woman of the opposite sex push him around. I'm Tucker. Lloyd Kaufman and I see the women's liberation movement in very different ways. I'm Justin. The only thing in life we can be sure about is that the appliance workers have the field at 4.30. I'm Sam, and this is 1979's Squeeze Play on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! You, Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No more hangers! It stinks. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. I am Sam. With me is Tucker. This week we're doing Hello. squeeze play. Hello, Tucker. How's it going, Sam? It's going well. It's going better after I watched this movie. It's not as good as Joysticks was last <laughs> week, but I still had a nice time with it. Sure. Yeah. No, Joysticks is a high bar. It is a high bar. Uh, I also like that they gave the DVD, the whole DVD... Uh, version of this on the Amazon site. So you have to deal with Lloyd Kaufman telling you about the movie before it starts. I always enjoy that. I know that some people right. don't like it, but I do. <laughs> I enjoy it. He always gives you some uh, behind the scenes tidbits yeah. on how they achieve some of the special effects and whatnot. <laughs> always very reliable information. I just think I'm, I really, really like Lloyd Kaufman. I, I could yeah. watch him talk for 10 hours, I bet. I could just watch him yeah. him talk indefinitely. He fascinates right. me, and he's a, he's an amusing guy. Uh, he, right up the bat, just kind of says things about the making of the film and whatnot. Uh, what he doesn't talk about is that this is before the VHS craze and when he could put movies on shelves and sell them that way. The significance yeah. of squeeze play in the film history is that this thing paid for trauma until the toxic Avenger paid for trauma by being on video shelves. So this is the only like wide theatrical release that trauma ever had. And this was at a time when his other movies, the two that he'd made before it, you just sort of had to turn them around and see if you could make anything back off of it. And then, uh, try to, raising money had to be a problem for him until this movie. Oh, sure. Yeah. And this made it to where he sure. could kind of make his whatever movies whenever he wanted until the bottom drops out, at which point he makes the Toxic Avenger, but that sits on video shelves across America in every video store, and so that pays for the next 10 years of trauma. Yeah. Thank God for the Toxic Avenger, huh? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you a big trauma fan? <sighs> I like <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman a lot. Yeah. Some of his movies I do not like. Mm -hmm. That one that he just made about the chicken, uh, the chicken Poultry restaurant. Poultry Geist? Poultry Geist? I, I laughed my ass off at Poultry Geist. I, it, was, uh, yeah. it was really crude and made with uh, consumer grade equipment, but it was still funny. So there's that. Yeah, I got to see that one in the cinema. Oh, did you? 
Yeah, that was a good time. Um, yeah, I kind of enjoy Lloyd Kaufman's work in particular. Not every trauma movie is for me, especially because they acquire a lot of movies and yeah. just distribute them. And, but like the ones that feel like like trauma movies, I generally enjoy them on some level. But the Lloyd Kaufman ones are the the main ones for me. Especially really liked his streak there with Tromeo and Juliet and uh, Terra Firmer and to- Citizen Toxie. So, yeah. I thought that was <laughs> that was a good period for him. Is Citizen Toxie Toxic Avenger four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my favorite one. I yeah, like the first good. one pretty well, but I like Citizen Toxie a lot. Yeah, I've also never seen any of the Toxic Avengers unedited. I've only seen them on USA. There's a thing. There was a real thing that for a long time, if you wanted to watch because the used movie sales, like we were at the tail end of the VHS craze. So all of his movies got sold by the stores. So if you wanted a trauma film and it wasn't at the video, the video store didn't keep them. You had to (laughs) mail him a letter with money and he would send you the movie. You had to buy it directly from him. So I've never seen this because up until recently, I missed it when he put all the movies on YouTube and then I guess screwed up somehow and then YouTube kicked him off or whatever, um, which happened in like 2010. I missed this, but I've never seen this because for a long time, the only way that I could actually watch this is if I sent him a check to buy the movie. Right. That was the only way to see Squeeze Play. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Squeeze Play before. This is a first first viewing for me. Well, let's Obviously, get it. Uh, do you have any more away. interesting tidbits about the <laughs> film history other than the uh, <laughs> what he said, where uh, this is a movie about women's liberation? That's what right. it's about. Uh, also, it's the only women's lib movie. The first women's liberation movie and the only women's mm-hmm. lib movie to have a wet T-shirt contest in it. Yeah. That pretty much says it all, I guess. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Roger Ebert apparently walked out of this movie. He said he only does that maybe once or twice a year. But he said at one point, one character uh, pulled snot out of his nose and put it in a bully's beard, and he was he was done. <laughs> yeah, I have seen some gross shit. I have seen mm-hmm. gross shit. I say gross shit, I'm a bit of a dirty comic, I can handle a lot. The length of that fake booger coming out of that man's nose before he stuck it to the other man's face, I actually screamed, my God, out loud while I'm watching the movie. It was that fucking gross. Like, I can understand. I don't like it, though, when Roger Ebert says shit like that, because it's like, bitch, you wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. You don't get to walk out of this one. (laughs) I would not walk out on Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> yeah, I know. But if you're the guy that wrote Beyond, he, he wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So if you're the guy that wrote that, yeah. you can't like walk out on a booger joke. You can't do that. No, I think it was the culmination of it. He also said that it, you know, it was barely above a home movie quality wise. And, you know, he he respected the cinema of Russ Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um. I thought that this was That's actually the thing about it, though. You know, you watch like 500 movies a year. Sometimes you get a bad day, you know? Yeah, I have you a bad day. You're all pissy and you're right about it. 
I, it'll <laughs> happen sometimes. We had that with Jackie every once in a while. She'd be just not really feeling it. So it didn't really matter what the movie show was. She was like, that was stupid because you guys are stupid. Like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> for $300,000, though, I just don't know, like... I don't think uh, anybody would have done better than this with $300,000 in New York in 1979. Maybe. Um, I would say, I mean, I don't know about New York. I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's New Jersey, right? That they shot in well, New that's Jersey. One of the, that's one of the things that he does to make that money stretch is go across the river so that you can still see New York and then pay New Jersey permit fees, which may have been nothing in 1979. Right. Um, John Carpenter's assault from on precinct 13 came out like a couple years before this for a, on a budget of $200,000. Okay. So where do you shoot that? You can do a lot better in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, you can, but you can do better. You can do better. Holly, but that Holly, wasn't really the objective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's the thing is that uh, Assault on Precinct 13 isn't a raunchy sex comedy. No, it's not. Yeah, and I don't know if John Carpenter, you, he would probably say, no, I can't do a $300,000 raunchy sex comedy in New York because I just would refuse to do a raunchy sex comedy for $300,000. <laughs> Right. It's a different uh, caliber of filmmaker, I guess. Sure. Um, I don't know. Caliber. I don't want to place any like value judgment on it. I like what Lloyd does. I like what Lloyd does, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't okay, know what that says about us, but <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It's for two weeks. Away, and this is actually kind of good because it was like we don't have a, a woman on the podcast this week again. And it's like, oh, we're doing right. another booby movie, just two guys talking yeah. about booby movies. But this one actually doesn't jump at the shirts off near as hard as joysticks. No. There's almost as many men's butts in this as there is shirtless women. So it's a little even, and it's just not nearly as frequent. No. It's uh yeah, it was a little bit of a letdown, honestly, after last week. <laughs> yeah. And the, like getting into it now, the movie starts. It's got a theme song. Not as good, but it's still fun. No. There's actually two yep. songs in this that have the title two Squeeze, squeeze play, play songs. Yeah, two yeah. Squeeze Play songs. Uh, and the opening credits or the title card is a motion <laughs> title card, which is expensive. Uh -huh. It says squeeze play, and the squeeze play's got video game sounds, and it's bouncing up and down while a man squeezes a woman's breast on screen, and yeah. you're like, oh boy, here comes Boobarama 2. But no, after that, it's, you know, there's some boobs here and there, but for the most part, he plays it fairly straight, and it is a, it's a Lloyd Kaufman movie. He's throwing in his thoughts about life and yeah. his thoughts on women's liberation. It's an honest portrait of New Jersey, I think. <laughs> I like, wouldn't when, know. I don't really, know, but I uh, it's an honest portrait of what I have been led to believe New Jersey would be. <laughs> yes. It is restocked my ammunition for the year on making fun of New Jersey. <laughs> Nary an episode goes by where I don't make fun of the state of New Jersey. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, this will give so, you some some fodder. Yeah. The uh, theme song is over. You've seen some people. There's some sex. Uh, we first meet the black couple does the, who doesn't have a does name. Does the narrator start right in, or does he pop in later? The narrator is narrating right from the beginning of the film, even though it turns out that he's oh, just... Oh, yeah, like before the, tr- the credits, even. It's just like Dogma 95 <laughs> style. It's actually diegetic sound, almost, because you think he's a narrator, but there's just some uh, cutaway shots that you're actually watching cutaways from the main action, which is already at the softball game. So you can see all the people trying to get ready for the softball. He's telling you all about Summerton or Spring Beaver, New Jersey, or wherever the hell this yeah, is. Whatever it's called. It's the Serta Mattress Factory, apparently. Town yeah. town that everyone works at the Serta Mattress Factory. Uh, or the appliance company that has the field at 430. Um, <laughs> but the, you get all of these... Uh, the little montage of the the men that play on the softball team and the announcer is actually at the game telling you this while you're in the stands and that the appliance workers softball league has a play by play man. This is elaborate. Like I was at first it was like, well, these are going to be like teenagers playing softball. This can be a raunchy teen sex comedy. No, these are grown adults and they're like treating it as if they're like on a pro ball club, you know, like, like it's their careers. And I'm like, is there real money in softball in this area in New Jersey? I guess it's just something to do. That's not building or manufacturing mattresses. I guess, but it seems to dominate all their time. It seems to dominate the city or the town. Yeah. It's just mattresses, softball, and the newspaper has headlines about the mattress workers softball league. It's we all see that's newspaper going on. we see newspaper clips. Like an old man kept a clip of when he hit the home <laughs> game running home run of the mattress workers softball league, it made the newspaper. Uh, the glory days. Yeah. I played softball. And it, there wasn't a play-by-play guy. They, you didn't get to it be in the newspaper. Nothing like that. Uh-huh. You just hung yeah, around. But there no. was no one. There gives was a like shit. half. <laughs> there is like half of the team though that is like treating it like they're going to make the majors. Like yeah, it's hey, right. it's like Bull Durham for them. <laughs> we got to get you up for this one. We got to get you up. Get that back going. I'm like I am here to drink beer. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Also, I'm twice as good at this, and I'm drunk. You're taking it seriously. (laughs) It's all that guy has. It's all Wes has, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, the introductions. Yes, the introductions. Wes is, uh, we go to the game. It says the animals, I believe, are, this is the Mattress Workers Softball Championship. Between the animals and the beavers, the beavers. Uh, but first, we see all we see a couple of the 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 star players leaving their women to go play softball. Like yes, 
the the guy that's squeezing the booby over the title card under the title card is uh he just dis- he's like oh I gotta go play and just leaves her in bed and she's like what about me he's like I gotta play softball and then and then it shows the other guy with it or maybe yeah then it shows the 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 other guy with his family and he's fixing the sink and then he's suddenly gotta go. These guys like wait till the last minute to head to the field too. And it seems like they all live in a radius of about 30 feet from this field. That's right outside the Serta mattress factory. Yeah. It's the only way they can afford to be that, that, uh, that late. <laughs> you gotta prepare, you know, you gotta prepare for your day. You gotta know what, what's coming up and be ready for it. These guys are like in the middle of shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't get which up kind at- of betrays the them taking it so seriously thing. I thought they were so serious, and now I'm like, well, they don't seem to take it seriously at all. And I'm getting a little Seinfeldy about it. <laughs> yeah, Fred has put on a white suit in order to go to the game, but has forgotten his jock strap. Oh my god! Yeah. That's no one is ready. These guys, there's a reason these guys didn't make the majors. They're all a bunch of doofuses. That's for sure. I know that the baseball double entendres are thick. <laughs> it's, it's pretty constant. Felt lost in a sea of bats and balls. And <laughs> yeah. The. First of many comedic instances where the film doesn't tell you how to how a squeeze play works happens is after you find out that the announcer's actually been running this dialogue through the softball game and that you're at the softball game and he's calling it. He then says, oh, this is the perfect situation for a squeeze play. And then he has a bunch of yogurt product placement that he's going to use to show how a squeeze play works. But he ah. can't figure out how to get all the yogurts to fit on the table, so it's just yogurt product placement, and then the squeeze play happens, and the beavers win. <laughs> Thrilling. It is. It's strange to see so many brands in a trauma movie. Yeah, there's I, he gets Serta probably paid for the whole thing, and then yeah. somehow he Dannon. was... It, maybe it was Dan. I know I... That's, again, a good good job on the product placement because I can't tell what kind of yogurt it is. And it's <laughs> probably because those labels on the yogurt were bad labels. The logo's really right. small. You can't see it. You could put 30 of them on there. You can't tell it's fucking what kind of yogurt it is. <laughs> uh, the Serta product placement worked. The Pepsi worked. But, yeah, the, the, the poor yogurt people are, are victims of their own poor packaging. He fulfilled his end of the bargain by filling a table up with it. <laughs> right. The yogurt people are pissed. I thought I was going to be in the booby movie. <laughs> How are we supposed to sell our yogurt if the yeah. booby movie people don't see it? All the guys in the dark theater hiding in their trench coats don't see the yogurt. How are we going to sell our yogurt? Yeah. Indeed. Our target, our target market. Hey, you this guys want to go check out this new titty flick and get some yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The yogurt target market is it. 
Go get some beers and, you know, yogurts. <laughs> they have it at every bar. <laughs> Guess <what? laughs> Guys just eating yogurt. What are you going to do today? I'm going to go cut down a tree and then have a yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy on the yogurt. <laughs> So oh, the Beavers have won. We meet. I I've already forgotten his name. He's the fat guy. Uh, Bozo. Bo- Bozo. There we go. So Bozo, Bozo is. I did remember a character. <laughs> yep. There you go. Bozo has crushed Wes's hand. I guess after the after yeah. the squeeze play, and they right. become in an altercation. Then Wes calms him down. Decides that they're friends and tells him to hold a bat and then kicks the bat into his face. And yeah. Leaves. It's pretty crazy. Just Everybody's punch cool a guy in too. the face. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Kick a bat into his head. Yeah. He lost teeth. Come on now. <laughs> Could have really done some damage. Uh, Wes. And they're like, yeah, woo. Running off together. Wes and spe- his teammates. The beavers. <laughs> And they have a locker room where they behave like they're on a team that's real sports. They have like a cafeteria or some shit. I don't know what kind of facility or is that them at work or something? Is that what that's supposed to be? They think that what's going on here is that there's a Uh certa factory and then there's whatever appliance factory. And Mm. they're across this. They're like pretty much next door to each other. So that edge of the buildings is a locker room and then there's a field in between if i was to guess how the the story world works here is that this town is just these two factories and this is their softball field right i i believe that the factories moved in because they wanted to have softball teams they're like what should we what should we manufacture who gives a shit mattresses all right yeah there's your the dream of entrepreneurial success. We're going to have a company that's going to get large enough. And somebody's like, to do $4 million a year, no larger than that, to make multi-millions of dollars of profit a year, to have- You're thinking too a, small. A, you're thinking too small. We need a softball <laughs> team comprised of only our employees. And our employee base needs to be large enough that we can hand select the best softball players. <laughs> Who will we play? The fucking factory across the street. (laughs) Those motherfuckers already got a team. (laughs) They're eating our lunch over there. (laughs) We'll be the champions of the block. (laughs) The accountants are like, we're making like 10 times as much as them. (laughs) Nope. They're eating our lunches. (laughs) I can't walk around town. That hiding my face. Uh, in the locker room, normal locker room shenanigans are going on. Fred has reminded us that he did, in fact, forget his jock strap, and he says, "My gonads are gone." Yeah, that's that's rough, Fred. Yeah. Then uh, a- him and there's two other guys that don't have names or lines that are on the softball team put some athletic tape in the urinal 
Later, that will end up on Fred's mm. pants. I'm not really sure how that trick works, but it happened. Yeah, it happens. It obviously is real. I saw it in the movie. It worked. Yeah. Uh, then people... The sharing of booed beers is like a thing in movies that doesn't happen in real life. Like, I'm going to drink some of this beer, then give it to you. Here's a beer. Like, no, that's your fucking beer. I yeah. can get my own. Right. They're passing high lifes around all over at the end of this before they stop drinking in the locker room and start drinking in the bar. Yeah. It's, it's odd behavior. I think it's just, they don't have much of a beer budget. And they're like, <laughs> pass those around, make it look like everyone's drinking. Or like the, uh, <laughs> because of how much financial impact the softball team has had on the company, the, mm-hmm. uh, Serta only affords the team one six pack of high lifes to share <laughs> after right. victories only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want him to get spoiled. <laughs> uh, they go to the bar. There's a bunch of nonsense. I think the next significant thing that happens is we go to like fantasy salon where we're going to get a cameo by Mike Starr. Right. And. The private detective shows up looking for our hero, Mary Lou, and they get into a talking out of the side of their mouth contest where (laughs) it ends up just them saying dick and cock out of the sides of their mouths because the guy's (laughs) name is Richard Koch, the private eye. And then Mike starts just like dick, cock, dick, cock, dick, cock. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> that happens. <laughs> uh, then he tries to rape. Did you, Mary did you find Lou. that humorous? <laughs> Wait, did I find the dick cock humorous? Or, did, or the, did you think that was? Did you think that was a funny bit? I thought that the side of the mouth thing was funny, but when it got to uh-huh. the dick cock thing, actually, no, I did. I thought it was funny because they just funny. kept doing it until it was like, fine, I'll laugh at this. <laughs> right, I'll they wear you this. down. They wore me down. <laughs> dick, dick cock joke wore me down. I giggled. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure if we if we pass this part or not, but there's the part where um, Genie, is it, tries to get give the jock strap to what's his dick? Um, Fred. And I guess it, according to what I'm looking at right now, her name is Jamie. Oh, Jamie, Jamie. And yeah, Jamie, that's what I have written down. Um, and he's like trying to get around her and get away from her. And he's leaving like the bar area and outside. And she like holds up the jock strap and he like takes it and sniffs it, like puts his buries his nose in it and then says, yeah, that's not mine. And leaves. I know my I know what my nuts smell like. <laughs> yeah. Would have been interesting if he could have identified whose it was. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't know whose it is because it's been cleaned <laughs> and there is no traces. Jamie is very domestically inclined and there are no traces of ball scent left on that jock strap, thereby ruining it. Ah, oh, damn it, Jamie. <laughs> when I played lacrosse in college, you're supposed to wear a jock strap and a cup. And they make you do a yeah. cup check. 
And it's the most outrageously ridiculous thing where you hold your stick up and the bottom, the bottom of your stick has to be even with your cup. And the referee goes by and pushes on your stick so that he can hear them click against the cups. Oh, wow. And then <laughs> in plain sight, after it happens, everyone reaches in their pants, pulls the cup out and throws them over their shoulders. Huh? Cause you can't run no, in a cup. To... It sucks. Nobody wears one. Ah, but so uh, it's yeah, just a little little pageantry you guys go through. <laughs> I, I, I to this day <laughs> think it's the most ridiculous thing because they are watching us not wear them, but right. we're going through the rigmarole of the rules only to break them in plain sight. It's yeah. so dumb, and they turn a blind eye to your insolence. Uh, Mary Lou works at a salon. We. I, Mike Starr owns it. He goes back and says, oh, there's a guy looking for you. Um, now you have to have sex with me. So she punches him in the balls and leaves in her nightgown. Why is she wearing a nightgown? Uh, I'm not sure. I was wondering the same thing. I felt like I'd missed something. Is it because she's she's changing in the back room, right? But she's she's changing into a nightgown. Why? Why is she changing from her work clothes into a nightgown? I don't I don't know. Because it's trauma, and they're like, she needs to be changing. What else do we have? A nightgown? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my only <laughs> theory is figure. that she lives back there or something like that. I don't know, but right. it seems like Mary Lou is homeless in this movie. Yeah, you're right. Like she's a runaway. She's got a she's a runaway from a rich person in Georgia because there's a private eye after her and you never see her yeah. in a living situation and at various times she has to like go to somebody else's house. So Mary Lou is a drifter, but uh we'll find out later that she's got a real mean arm. That's right. And she uh the narrator tells us she she ends up hitchhiking, right? Yes. And uh and the the narrator tells us that Mary Lou is about to go where no southern bell has gone before. And she goes to like a bar populated by dipshits. Like she's never no southern bell has ever yeah, been well, there. Yeah, well no, he might be right. No southern bell has ever gone to a <laughs> fucking dive bar in New Jersey. Like ah. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers and then some (laughs) drunk guy punches you in the face because you're in New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That happens. (laughs) Uh, If you're out there in New Jersey and you're listening and you're getting pissed off, you can email me. Fuck you at talk at Stinker Madness. Hit us up at uh, (laughs) Facebook forward slash Stinker Madness or follow us on Twitter at at Stinker Madness. Um, Also, yeah, I've never been to... I'm, I've, I've never been to New Jersey, and I'm going to keep making fun of it until one of the fans from New Jersey is like, just come here and see it's not that bad, and I'll get there, and I'll be like, there's pregnant teenagers on the beaches everywhere. Oh, my God, it's just like I thought. I can't avoid Chris Christie. He's pretty big. How would you avoid yeah. him? I don't know. That's what the river's there for, right? <laughs> uh, so... The softball nonsense at the bar 
Apparently, when you win the softball championship, it doesn't matter if you're on the team or not. Once the softball championship is won, every man in town becomes a fucking drunken rapist. And all the women have to just hide in the fucking bathroom. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty terrifying in there. But it's in the bathroom where we find that Mary Lou, uh, she demonstrates her pitching prowess in the bathroom because she uh, she says, mm, softball, I'd like to soften there. And she pitches her bag or something at the at the wall. Yeah. And, and it, you're like, hey, oh, uh-huh. look at the arm on Mary Lou. Yeah, she can. She's she can. She's blistering pitching speed. That's the first time the movie has drawn attention to a different part of the anatomy. Yeah, and the uh, at this point, there's actually now going to be plot in the film because all of this hooliganism created by employee softball leagues <laughs> is the women of New Jersey have had enough of it. They've had enough. They're being like enough ignored, of- abandoned for softball. They're being they're being assaulted by softball players constantly. And that there's because of the way that this town is run, the men have figured out, well, we can be cavemen as long as we win a softball championship. There's a softball mm-hmm. championship every Saturday. I'm just assuming. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. It's, it's it's their whole power trip. That's all they've got yeah. going on. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like high school football in Texas. Also, something I just know from media. Yeah, but I assume I would it's assume that true. high school football from Texas is a big thing. If you look at the NFL, like half of the players in the NFL are from Texas. It's right, nuts. Ugh. Um, Ugh, Texas. <laughs> I. Lived in Texas for a very short period of time, and I didn't like it. Not because of any political reasons. I just was like, wow, it's this hot and tornadoes? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I mean, I'm too far south here in in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. I'm like, it's too hot. And you go... <laughs> It's like 27 outside right now. <laughs> and, uh, burning up. <laughs> uh, prior to the bar nonsense, it would appear that Sam has told Wes that when they get married, there's not going to be any softball, uh, which should have provoked this response. Uh, where are we moving then? Because we're losing our jobs if I quit the softball team. <laughs> yeah. You're no good at your job. Oh, they no, there's no way that any of these people are good at their no. job. Except no, Mary they're Lou. like college athletes that are there on scholarship that are just like, you know, it's cool. Just show up once in a while. I'll give you a good grade. You're the whole reason the university's staying afloat. That sort of thing. But yeah. it's softball in New Jersey. <laughs> it would be a mattress company. Awesome if... This situation didn't exist in real life where there are companies yeah. <laughs> like this that are like, doesn't matter. We just got to get those boys down at Nichols Furniture this year in the softball league and they'll fucking hire a guy. 
to not do anything and be on their softball team. I've it's insane, but it's real. It's a real yeah. thing that happens in real life. Yeah. This movie's right on. This movie's like an expose. <laughs> it should just be called instead of squeeze play Lloyd Kaufman's New Jersey, a portrait. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's talk of, well, we'll get a woman on the softball team and then that'll fix everything, which it won't. And all the guys are like, yeah, right. (laughs) But one guy is like, oh, what if she's good? The pitcher. Yeah. He's like, what if she's good? He's also the guy in the band. Did you notice him playing the guitar? He was not. I didn't notice it was the same. Yeah, he was worse at pretending to play guitar than the first woman in joysticks was at pretending to play video <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, it's weird watching that band. Like yeah. Just holding the guitar. Oddly enough though, he looks more natural holding a guitar than Steven Seagal does who actually plays the guitar. Steven Seagal doesn't look natural doing anything anymore because That's he's true. just a ball of lard and just for men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His sideburns have been so just for men that they're just Brillo pads now. <laughs> just go gray. It's way better than being that yeah. gross. But, you know, he has to get exponentially more absurd every year. Is he allowed back in the United States yet, or is like, uh, he in trouble for having a harem still? I would hope he's still in trouble for having a harem, Sam. Yeah, I would <laughs> hope that the sex trafficking thing would catch up to him at some point. But there's not a lot of accountability in the world, so who knows? Who knows? At least Kelly LeBrock divorced him way after it was too late. Like, really? Yeah. You stayed married to a guy that employed a team of blowjob secretaries? Ugh. My God. <sighs> Jesus. I mean, I feel it's like illegal. Sh- it's one of those things where you feel like you should have been able to call it from the get-go with that guy. But everybody gives everybody the benefit of the doubt, you know? Like, sure, that guy looks like a piece of shit, but you know, it, it's cool. The little the little boys seem to dig his movies, so it's all right. The first five, anyway. <laughs> yeah. The next. Well, someone. The next. Someone's watching the next forty. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the next forty are pretty hilarious for all the wrong reasons, but Belly of the Beast is something else. Hmm. Oh, there's uh, some good ones. There's some some good ones for sure. So they're going to put Mary Lou in a tryout for the softball team. And this, I'm skipping ahead to that where, well, there's like some lingerie, like there's a hubba hubba hustle that happens where Sam pumps uh, Wes for information about softball beforehand in lingerie. And then he tells her what a squeeze play is kind of. And she's like, okay, I know everything about baseball now. And then gives him a blowjob. That happens. That does women's happen. lib. Which which people are they that the guys on the forklift and she's standing on the forks of the forklift and he asks her to go out with him and she says yes. Do you remember so who he the, kills those her? characters were? 
yeah so he's like woo and it just guns it and just flying through the warehouse until finally he stops because someone else is moving something and she goes flying through the air yeah she and then she's like, like oh it's okay yeah I- <laughs> Good thing we work at a mattress factory. What a soft <laughs> landing this on this this Serta dream rest. <laughs> so stupid. And then there's the girl and the guy making out on the beach. And the girl suddenly says, what kind of girl do you think I am? And then she reaches down and finds a fish inside her, the bottoms of her swimsuit. Yeah. And they're not even near the water, by the way. And, and she throws it. And it hits another woman in like her belly, and she goes, she screeches and turns and slaps the guy that she's with. Uh huh. And then goes back to the first couple, and the girl's like, Sorry about that. And he's like, Okay. And then they go back to make it out. There's people making mm-hmm. out everywhere, there's dancing. None of that made anything any sense no this whole beach scene is doing nothing but confirming all of my suspicions about new jersey (laughs) about new jersey new jersey is nonsense that's what we're learning okay with that i'm ready to move on to the triad well i went down to new jersey and i turned a camera on I'm starting to think that like Tatooine is based on New Jersey. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watched those movies again recently and I was like, man, you know, George Lucas at first, he was like, ah, oh, Tatooine is a desert place, blah, blah. And then, you know, years later, he's like, well, you know, I, I feel like those movies are pretty good, but I always wanted Tatooine to be stupider. And so he <laughs> made him stupider. And then, like, just every time you go back there, it's stupider and stupider. Except for the anyway, Mandalorian. My... Yeah, it's, it's less stupid the when the Mandalorian happens. But, yes, you're right. It every keeps time you some go... remnants of the stupid, though. It's got those fucking droids. That, those mechanic droids are awful. And uh, anything that survived from the prequels and special editions is pretty bad. Yeah, it does. It's like, yeah, we'll keep these jokes. That may be funny <laughs> to a three-year-old. Maybe. Maybe. Right. You know how we pandered to them so much before. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, New Jersey in these movies is like Tatooine in Star Wars. <laughs> Mary Lou's not dead and she tries out for the softball team. Wearing a dress. Wearing a dress. Uh, turns out she can hit better than everybody on the men's team. Pitches twice as fast as the pitcher, so they uh, group up and start molesting her. Welcome to New Jersey. But buddy, and she is so good that she makes like the janitor or whoever he was t- make like a double take at his booze. He can't yeah. believe what he's seeing in her tryout. This is before all the near rape. Yeah, he's like, is this Viper from Street <laughs> Trash? Am I not melting right. yet? Ah, Been trash. trying to die for years now just to get out of this damn <laughs> mattress factory. So they molest uh, her, and then before she's fully raped, Buddy comes in and kicks the shit out of all of his friends. And then she runs screaming, and eventually, I guess, Sam just decides, well, we're going to have our own softball team. Yeah. And now the plot Which of the is really is emac- emasculating to the men. 
Like these women starting their own softball team just like cuts their dicks right off. Cuts their dicks right off, even though softball is a women's sport. Right. And we get a great girl softball montage. I loved the montage with the the so the old drunky McDrunkerson, the janitor, who still has a job drinking all day because of that home run that he hit. Yeah. Take yeah. that appliance workers. <laughs> sons of bitches. Uh, fuckers down at the Kenmore plant. Sure, they're making more money than us, but we kicked their ass this year. <laughs> yeah, he the, mentors the girls. Meanwhile, the Kenmore people have just as much dead weight around their building <laughs> off of big plays. These places are all going to just fail. As soon as the softball gravy train stops, these companies are going out of business. Oh, and the the song is something about that. I can tell you freedom's coming, but I don't know when. <laughs> That's the. Uh, this is is this the Squeeze Play Two song? <laughs> what is this the second Squeeze Play song that happens, or is the montage I, is like a the montage is a no different the montage. Song. Yeah, it's the I, I can tell you freedom's coming, but I don't know when. The the squeeze play is the band or there's one over the credits and then the band is playing a different squeeze play song yeah. at the bar. There is because I watched the credits, there is at least two squeeze play songs. This song that's playing over the yeah. montage of the women learning to play softball sounds like something off of Fleetwood Mac's Bear Trees album in that middle <laughs> in, incarnation of Fleetwood Mac that everybody forgets about. Ah. Uh. I'm unfamiliar with that, but now I'm going to check it out. It sounds check like it my favorite period of Fleetwood Mac. It, my favorite Fleetwood Mac <laughs> album is, is Bear Trees. That's the one that has sentimental, sentimental, oh, gentle wind. That one. That'll, that'll no, number nine. not All right. Don't know it. But let's see. That, oh, they name themselves the Beaverettes. Yeah. Uh, Sam at one point pumps West for more information and then unengages him by taking off the ring and then ties him to his own table naked and then puts right. on some clown kid music. <laughs> the neighbors see him humping a table. She leaves the door open. And then, of course, the, the landlady comes in with some people saying oh and everyone's so quiet and respectful oh boy except for the naked guy tied to his table he's not really being that loud and he's not being disrespectful to anyone other than that table really giving that table the business for the that's true he probably should have immediately been like could you please close the door but he just stands there oh boy this is the only thing that makes me wonder about because I would think that in New Jersey these people that are uh, taking a tour of the apartment complex would see this and then just walk in and start hanging out with that guy that's chained to the table naked. They have a nice conversation about the Jets sucking Uh and then they leave but they leave the man tied to the table and you're like wow New Jersey. Yeah. They ask him about the neighborhood. The school, got any, got school any weirdos living around here? <laughs> got any weirdos you want to tell me about? He's like, nah. Everyone's pretty great. <laughs> Watch out for that guy Bozo, but other than him, it's all good. 
There's some lady at the end of the apartment complex that I saw reading books. I got my eye on her, but everybody else seems all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> so the next thing I have is the wet t-shirt contest. Yeah, so they've decided, they've demontaged, they have a team, they're the Beaverettes, and now the game is on the next day, so they go to the bar for the wet t-shirt contest. Prior to the wet t-shirt contest is what caused Roger Ebert to walk out of the theater. Right. The four-inch... snot in the beard. It's just a weird thing besides being gross. Like, I can... uh, You want me to pick a winner? He says that. Pick a winner. And then he pulls out a giant fake booger, but you can't tell because the camera's not very good and it's dark. So it just looks like he <laughs> yeah. pulls out a four inch loogie from his yeah. nose and then sticks it right on the guy's chin. Like, oh, my God, that's so gross. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty fucked up. It is. And then a couple minutes I'm later, just... a woman takes some popcorn and shoves it up a guy's nose and then he gives it the yoki squeeze and shoots that popcorn into her mouth. And she doesn't spit it af- out. No, I'm afraid she's choking on it for a second. And then he no, cuts she's away. she's wanting like, more. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, there's New something Jersey. wrong with these people. Yeah, it's these are all just public service announcements for the rest <laughs> of the country. Stay away from New Jersey. <laughs> it's filled with toxic waste and gross booger shit. <laughs> unless you're looking oh the mc the guy hosting the wet t-shirt contest this guy he's making he's just laying out some racist jokes and uh he's he does one at one point he says uh did you hear about the did you hear about the rabbi that went into the monastery he came out of schmunk Oh, that's bad. That's that's yeah. really bad. That's some quality writing. It's as bad as last week's Marcy Darcy. <laughs> Marcy Darcy. So they yeah. have a wet t-shirt contest. It's a whole thing. Um, it's really long, yeah. but it's not really a lot of boobs for how long it is. It's a lot of filler right here. True, true. You know, this isn't a long movie, but I feel like he still could have cut good 50 minutes out of it yeah no No, i think that's one of the things i mean i I love lloyd kaufman i love listening to him i love watching him when i watch his movies i'm like you stretched a 70 page script to 90 minutes and you could have ripped out 30 pages they're pretty much all like this and i don't hate them like i like it and like your filler's good lloyd you keep doing you I like your filler. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, the filler sure. here is that Jamie and Fred fall in love and she falls over after her t-shirt's super wet. And then he apparently ejaculates with a bottle of beer. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good part. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good gag. They worked up there. They're like, I know beer kind of foams out when you shake it up. Uh, what if, what if he sees boobs Uh huh. and he sprays his beard all over and he's holding it like it's his neck? What? What? Brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> Had this genius idea. Yeah. 
Is this at a writing meeting? Like, with Lloyd and his brother and the other guy that wrote it? Like, okay, what about this? I had a dream last night. It came to me in a dream. Yeah. (laughs) I I think there's a lot of it. Save one of those high lifes. Later, he'll have it again where, like, I have epiphany. A man gets an out with his anus. (laughs) With his anus. (laughs) <laughs> and that's not a fun joke. The fun joke is later when that man goes to the proctologist and he's like, "It's how bad is it, doc? He's like, it's real bad. You've been making too many plays a third. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Hey-o. <laughs> ah, the baseball jokes just keep on a coming. <laughs> So Fred and uh, Jamie make sex in a car uh, with a view of New York from New Jersey. Very near uh, where Fred Heflin jogs in the movie Copland. Ah. Yeah. Copland's a good one. Yeah. Which will lead us to the big game. So we're now at the game. The Beaverettes versus the Beavers. The Beavers don't have a coach. The Beaverettes do. Uh, The announcer has gotten back to telling us many things about the movie world that have nothing to do with baseball, which is, a, which is the, the job of a baseball announcer, really. Uh, and then before <laughs> yeah. the game, however, the, it looks like the owner of Serta has come out to talk about how there's more to life than softball. <laughs> there's <laughs> mattresses. And he's about <laughs> to give a speech. And I'm... I love these Christmas party because usually like at a cr- company Christmas party, this is what happens. You're all great here, but we got to just talk about these mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, right. we don't. We just don't. We all know about the mattresses. But yeah, they just take the field as soon as he starts talking. Mm-hmm. Remove all his props. <laughs> he, he finishes <laughs> his speech, but he doesn't have a microphone or a table anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's the problem with these speeches, the Christmas party or the company speech before the game or whatever, is the owner comes out and tries to sell you a mattress and you're like, I fucking work here. Right. Why are you selling me a mattress? <laughs> I get a 25% discount. And I still don't want one of these fucking things because I know how they're made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is one way that New Jersey deals with this stuff that we approve of. (laughs) New Jersey cuts through the bullshit. That's good. The first thing I've noted about this game is when the the catcher, I guess Bozo, uh, punches the lady batter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lady punching. There's a Mary Lou gets punched in the face twice. Yeah. She gets punched in the face by Fred, and then later she gets punched in the face by Richard Koch. Ah, Dick Cock. Dick Cock. That's so funny. Right, We're right. still telling the joke. <laughs> There's a. I wrote a couple lines down. Okay. Out of context. Here's one. Um, keep your dirty mouth off my husband's balls. That's a good line. Yeah. And then, uh, my signals are straight fart face. <laughs> my signals are straight fart face was a good one <laughs> because he delivers it while he's already throwing punches. 
<laughs> that you're that mad that you can throw punches, but you're going to call somebody a fart face. Fart face. I did read That's that good. Lloyd had to do a number of things to get this down to an R. Like where you're saying I, he could cut it more, like he had to cut a lot. And there's a lot of voiceover work throughout this whole movie that is like, let's get this down to an R. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's tragic. I want to see the uncut. I want to see the first cut. I want to see the, I think it was just called Jersey Shore on MTV. First two uh-huh. seasons. <laughs> right, you right. You can see it. Same, same drunk content. People, drunk men and women <laughs> punching each other in the face. Oh, uh, okay. I guess I missed that. I didn't know that was a trauma show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, d- did you catch when the uh, announcer talks about uh, Mary Lou's pitching style? And he says that she used to play softball by day and was in like some version of the Rockettes by night. And somehow those two things merged to give her signature pitching style. Something. But what I'm finding strikingly odd is that I'm a huge Dodgers fan. I'm a big Uh Clayton Kershaw guy. He does the double kick. I'm like, where do you even come up with that? She does the double kick in this movie. There's no way in hell that Clayton Kershaw started the double kick because he saw Squeeze play when he was a kid. I just can't believe it. That's what it is. That's what happened. Or that somebody else did a double kick back in the day and they're both doing the double kick because of it. But her double kick is better than his. His is sort of a weird thing. Was he in the Rockettes? No, he's on the Dodgers. But he was never a Rockette? (laughs) I can't can't say that for certain. I can't say that he wasn't part of (laughs) the Twin Falls Dance Force because I saw one of those windbreakers in a thrift store and I was like, whoa, Twin Falls has a dance force? Whoa. Not a team of force. Force to be reckoned with. Yeah. That's amazing. We should book them for something. (laughs) Twin Falls Dance Force still a thing? Yeah, well, we're going to book them for some. Sorry, they already got booked for Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of baseball happening. My favorite thing about the baseball game is the scoreboard guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the game goes on a while. The game goes on a while. It's going on in real life a while. So much so that in the movie world, the game's going on too long because the announcer keeps reminding us that the appliance factory does have the field at 430. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And the scoreboard guy's gone rogue. He's like, God, I still have to do this. He's had like two pizzas. He's had like 30 beers. At one point towards the end of the game, there's just like a whole dump worth of trash around the scoreboard and he's pissing <laughs> on the side of it. Uh, he's kind of like, uh, what's his name in joysticks at his video game? Yeah. Well, Except maybe not as skilled. <laughs> no, Dorfus doesn't piss on the machine. Dorfus. No. This guy's watering That's down true. the thing that he has to deal with. <laughs> like I'm so drunk, full pizza. Fuck it, I'm just gonna piss on the scoreboard. <laughs> I like the that there's a um, there's a heavier girl on the team, and she gets shit on the whole time, 
uh, and it, she gets like taken off the stage at the wet t-shirt contest. Like someone comes up and is like, nah, not you and takes her off and all this. So I like at the end that she hits, she gets a hit and uh, she kicks every ass on her way around the bases. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she does. Basically just, she punches every person she comes in contact with. This is a dirty game. She punches Fred in the face because he's the catcher. And earlier in the game, when he's trying to hit, she punches him in the balls before he can swing it. And he gets struck out and he's like, what the fuck? She just punched me in the balls. And the ref's like, I didn't see it. (laughs) Yeah. She's pretty good. She's pretty good at baseball. (laughs) This is a really tight game. And it's going to culminate with a lot of uh, domestic problems or problems with those in domestic relationships within the film that everybody on both sides of this is almost married to each other or married to each other. And they're now having, they've had their spat. Now they're tossing each other meatballs, according to the uh, announcer and the game itself, the integrity of baseball has been compromised by this. Right. The seventh inning stretch happens. (laughs) <laughs> and they get into their full screaming match about everything that sucks, but then they all make up. The funniest part about this is that everyone's fighting with each other. Every husband and wife in the stands is fighting. And even the umpires are yelling at each other about bad calls that they each made. And it's like, why are you guys fighting? That's awesome. You're just caught up in the mo- in the moment, you know? It's new There's Jersey. a lot of negative energy flying around. <laughs> But the beavers win. The beavers win. The men win. Women's lib. But we just saying, we ready fuck for me, that, I yeah, guys. I would say I'd give them a couple more weeks of practice, and they can beat those clowns. Oh, easy. Because really, all that yeah. needs to happen is that Mary Lou just needs to get her pitch up to shape, where she can, you know, throw about sixty of them, and then she'll just strike all of them out. They won't get any runs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have faith the Beaverettes are going to go on to great success. <laughs> no, they're not. But they they all d- go to do the they beach. disband? They disband, don't they? Yeah. Don't they kind of like, yeah, we're going to let you boys play. No, I think <laughs> that they all have special New Jersey nights and they're all pregnant the next day. Ah. That's that's more likely. Everybody wins. Yay! And then there's like 85 minutes of credits. 85, yeah. <laughs> Gets this thing up all, all the way up to 90. We forgot about the ice cream RBI. There is oh, yes. a guy with an ice cream, <laughs> and he's staring at his watch. And there's two shots of this man holding an ice cream, staring at his watch. And you're like, what is this guy? And why is he staring at his watch? And eventually... One of the foul balls lands in his ice. Or no, it's not a foul. It's an RBI. That's why I wrote down ice cream RBI. Uh, It lands in his ice cream (laughs) and they score a run. I would imagine it's a home run, maybe a two runner. But he's watching his watch. Like, is it time for a baseball to fall in my ice cream? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, this thing's going to melt if it doesn't get here soon. Yeah. I can't figure any other reason why he'd be. Why he'd be staring at his watch? No, 
It doesn't make any damn sense, Sam. It's just there to be like, look out, he's got an ice cream. Uh Uh-oh, here comes a ball. Yeah. It's all pretty simple, I suppose. But I do have a question about this. Um, if we're if we're at the question portion of this, um, there's a part early on when it might have been Sam, and she's trying to t- teach Jamie about uh, hickeys. Like yes, she has her suck in her arm, and then she she says okay, and she starts showing her ru- ru- rubbing a comb on it, and she's telling her how to get rid of it. And I had a, my question is. That's true. <laughs> so I think what you're going to have to do is some science for all of us out there and uh, make have to your wife give arm. you a hickey and then try to get it out oh, with a comb. Cool. All right. All right. There you go. Now And comb then you it. get to like, you, get to, you know, have your wife go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Want you well, to you comb the, the hickey. Movie. I need because of science and the movie squeeze play, you have to give me a hickey and I'm going to try to get it out with a comb and you have to explain it like that. Yeah. I got to tell the people what happened. They're expecting answers. (laughs) My first question, is this a women's lib movement film? Really? Well, in a way, because I feel like what I walked away with from this movie was that uh, women can accomplish anything, even uh, you know when faced with uh, added obstacles and insurmountable like societal uh, oppression. Uh-huh. But, but if you want to get a guy's attention, you're gonna have to shake your tits at him. Yeah. So. It might be women's Libby is somewhere on the continuum. <laughs> on the it's early, early, it's early, on, early on the road, and it's a um, it's a man's idea of it <laughs> for sure. But that's how it works. It's how exploitation actually, you know, helps to uh, to forward people's. Uh, artistic input because you know a lot of women and people of color came into into these exploitation movies in the seventies and eighties, and uh, they were they were doing things that may be looked at as kind of demeaning, but it was because of those women, you know, taking the taking the the licks of having to work in those conditions that got the foothold in the industry in the first place. So it's like, you know, the exploitation was exploitative, but it was also the road in for a lot yeah. of people. So you think so it's Kamala in there Harris somewhere. Is going to give a shout out to the movie squeeze play during the inauguration. I would imagine. So, I mean, I mean, it is Lloyd Kaufman did start the whole movement, right? <laughs> It'd be wrong not to mention him. <laughs> if you told me Biden was friends with Lloyd Kaufman, I just wouldn't be surprised. No, like, I'd be I, like, so you could cool. be like anybody. You could say that like, oh, that person's friends with Lloyd Kaufman. I'd be like, 
Very unsurprising. Lloyd Kaufman seems like he's actually friends with everybody. <laughs> yeah. I want to be friends with Lloyd Kaufman. My second question, is it happily ever after for all of these people? No. Because New Jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because New Jersey. When the bottom drops out of the mattresses mattress market. <laughs> yeah. All of these people, Once people are actually, get over softball. <laughs> yeah, the the Russian mafia and the mattress firms of these people are all down and out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're probably all like you know, we probably see them in later trauma movies. Living in dumps and alleyways and stuff. Yeah. I will uh I did read something about this that is sort of like uh kind of a cool Lloyd Kaufman thing is that the actress uh M- Melissa Michelson that played Mary Lou mm-hmm. was supposed to do a nude scene and uh when they started shooting it, she decided that she just didn't want to do it and he was like that's fine. Huh. Which never happens. If usually like if you promise the goods and you you either get fired, it's a whole huge thing. Like it it's a it it would it something that would normally create chaos on a movie set and Kaufman's just like Oh, if you're not comfortable with it, that's okay. Oh well that's good. Yeah. Nobody else does that shit. No. Try to do that with Brett Ratner. What do you think would happen there? <laughs> Brett Ratner. <laughs> oh man. That guy's a douche. Yeah. I saw his student film that he sent to Spielberg, and I was appalled by it. I was appalled that Spielberg would see it and go, yeah, this guy can make movies. Did Spielberg let him make movies? Spielberg wrote him a check for 300 grand or something like that right after that. And then he was working for him afterwards. It's just like, it was one of the worst having gone and having to, you know, teach the labs, the editing labs in college and seeing Mm -hmm. volumes. It was worse than the worst free films that were made on video at Boise State, and it cost him like 25 grand to put this thing together. It was awful. Wow. Well, I don't doubt it. And it sounds like he's a real son of a bitch, too. That's what I hear. Boy, you'd never know it. Yeah, you'd never know it. His films or the way he presents himself. I haven't seen the Rush Hour movies since they came out i don't imagine they've held up to time very well i i probably not i I think i only saw the first one but isn't there like four probably yeah a jackie chan so charming you can kind of carry everything but (laughs) yeah but i feel like there's so much jackie chan to choose from i'd rather watch other jackie chan i'd rather watch movies that he makes his movies are better yeah, if I'm going to do that, that's where I'm going. Okay, final recommendations on Squeeze Play. Go ahead. I mean, listen, does it sound like you'd enjoy Squeeze Play? Then you should watch it. Uh, if <laughs> It's really the only way to recommend this movie, I think. Because it's not great. It's no joysticks. I'm not going to be like, 
you guys should all see this because I'm pretty sure you're going to at least be flabbergasted and, and entertained the whole time. This one's got some, you know, it can, it can take a while and it can take some energy out of you if you're not invested in bad shit. <laughs> I think my, yeah, if you like Lloyd Kaufman, definitely do this because this is one of his sort of early and it's pure Kaufman business. For three ninety nine, though, I'm yeah, not it's sure. Expensive. That's a spend. <clears throat> if you want to buy it on Amazon, it's twenty dollars. Yeah, you could buy it from him probably on DVD for fifteen. <laughs> um, I actually looked, and I don't think it's on. The, it's out of print. God damn it, Lloyd! <sighs> he's very budget conscious. When he gets enough checks, yeah. he'll he'll run another batch. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure That's it'll how be he back. operates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Trouble I, movies I, are like roaches. They'll I think it's pop back up. If this was just, if you had access to it for free or on as part of one of your other streaming services, it's an absolute do. In that case, three ninety nine. Sure. I don't know. I don't know about it. Like I liked it. I'm glad I spent three ninety nine on it because I've wanted to see it forever, and I liked it. But mm, four dollars yeah. is kind of steep. Me too. I agree so, with you. We've got a double wishy washy sort of do. Uh, I did not like this movie very much. Um, I thought it was tedious and not funny in any way. Um, I think that this is a hard pass. It's not that I hated it. It just isn't quite what Class of 1984 or The Toxic Avenger is by any means. So uh, you can skip it. Yeah. If $4 means nothing to you and you like crap like this, check it out! If you want nonsense and boobs everywhere, just watch Joysticks again. Absolutely. Yeah. That one's free right now, so. (laughs) Well, I think that about does it for Justin and Jackie. I'm Sam. That is Tucker, and get to the chopper!